The Hamden County Sheriff's Office is not your average law enforcement agency. Our correctional staff provide a firm but fair approach to corrections as we change countless lives for the better. In the community, Sheriff Nick Cochise's Never Say No philosophy has evolved the field of community policing, bridging the divide between residents and the unmet needs in our neighborhoods. If you want to help make the world a better place while earning a good salary with great health insurance, paid time off, and a pension, please visit hcsdma.org and click Join the Team to apply today. This show may contain subject matters not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed by guests of this show do not necessarily reflect those of WHMP. If you are in a crisis, call the Veterans Crisis Hotline, dial 988, then press 1. Purpose is fundamental and gives life meaning. Purpose is what moves us. It is the conscious choice of what, where, and how to make a positive contribution to our world. There are three essential tasks to unlocking purpose. To live on purpose, we must unlock our story, unlock our gifts, unlock our curiosity. Richard J. Leader, The Power of Purpose. I'm Lisa Riley, and each week we are here to share stories that shine a light on justice-involved individuals or just underdogs in the game of life, their struggles, their successes, and the many resources and opportunities available for those who are hustling to carve a new path and prove that failure isn't final. So unlock your future, rewrite your story. This is The Hustler Files. Welcome everyone to this week's Hustler Files. I am privileged to have as our guest today a dear Dear friend, Judy Isaacson Elias, she is the founder and CEO of the Heroes to Heroes Foundation, and also with her to chat with us is Joe Walters. He's a Vietnam veteran who found the support and healing he needed through the Heroes to Heroes organization. So welcome, Judy and Joe, to the Hustler Files. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank you for having us, Lisa. Well, I'm it's super excited. Yeah, no, I'm honored to have you. You, you, we're going to dive right in because you just do the most amazing work, and 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 I've known you since 2009. And so you started Heroes to Heroes was established in 2010, and is an 18 month spiritual healing and peer support program for war zone veterans who have attempted suicide and are on the path to self destruction due to moral injury or PTSD. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, so um, I started this in March 2010, and I, as it, when I started it, I thought it would be just a quick, you know, I'll, let me see if this will work. And it's, boy, 12 years, almost 13 years, and 350 veterans later, and here we are. Before we dig into all those other details of the foundation, you use the words moral injury, in your mission statement. What is moral injury? Great question. Moral injury, the easiest way to explain it is in one word, which is guilt. And it's guilt many of our veterans carry because of things they either did or chose not to do as part of the military service that resulted in some kind of tragedy, loss of life. It could be something shooting an insurgent or not taking a shot and someone else gets killed. It could be following an order and losing close battle buddies. 
it could be not following an order and having the same thing happen. So it, it really goes back to guilt and responsibility and feelings of, you know, I feel responsible for a death, a maiming, something tragic happening. Wow. I love the term moral injury, and I'm, I'm grateful that you drilled down on that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the statistics I recently read said that 17 veterans die by suicide every day in the United States. That just seems like an absorbent amount of, of death. It's more than that. And that number is not a new number. When I started the organization back in 2010, it was 22 a day that the DOD, the Department of Defense, had put out there. And that's a number that we are sure is still there. And there are many reasons why it doesn't move and it doesn't change. And one of them is how we deal with moral injury. Joe, I'm going to jump over to you real quick. How did you get involved with the Heroes to Heroes organization? Actually, my wife was the one responsible. We had seen Judy uh, along with Harrison Manyamo on the Mike Huckabee show. And uh, it, it instantly registered with me. I've been a lover of Israel for my entire life. And the uh, allure possibly going there and maybe finding some kind of healing in my own self. But I didn't think, like most guys, that I was worthy at all. And I wouldn't send an application. In. So my wife actually was the one that uh, sent the application. In. Wow. So Judy, I'm going to jump back to you for a second. Talk about when you started Heroes to Heroes, the connection with the initiation of the foundation with your own personal connection to Israel. Okay. I'm going to say it as quickly as I can. My father was a World War II vet who suffered as a child because he suffered, I suffered went through a traumatic experience, ran away. I ran away from home, and my father, who I stayed in touch with, asked me if I would take a youth trip to Israel, a pilgrimage to Israel. And at first I said no. He asked me to do it for him. I then took that journey, that pilgrimage, and the minute I put my hand on the Western Wall, my whole life changed. And Everything came together. I realized I was a part of something bigger, that I had some kind of mission. I didn't know what it was, but I had to get my act together and move forward. And based on that experience, when I met our soldiers at Walter Reed Army Medical Center and saw the pain in their eyes and did some volunteer work, I just said, these are broken souls. I could see myself in so many of them. And at the time, I had never heard of moral injury, but I knew something was severely wrong. And I felt that that same journey, no matter what faith they are, would help them. And 350 veterans later, it, the miracle I had at the age of 16, I've seen it happen now hundreds of times as an adult, as everyone, each of these veterans take their own spiritual journey. So you had this epiphany at age 16, but you didn't launch Heroes to Heroes until 40 years later, 30 years mm-hmm. later? Um, yeah, more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, probably about 30-something years later. But so much of it was, you know, I was, I was a teenager. I was in my own head. And I knew it changed my life. I made major life changes because of that. But I didn't understand how it would fit into other people's lives. I didn't, 
I didn't see the that lack of faith could cause all that it causes. And I didn't understand where my father was coming from. I didn't understand his pain. And when I met our soldiers, that's when it all came together. I, I looked in their eyes and I saw that same pain. And, you know, they have basically soul-crushing injuries from the military that don't get addressed. Was that the case with you, Joe? Do you, is, that, is this too tough of a conversation to have? Or can you share a little bit about what kind of uh, broken soul you might have had before you joined Heroes to Heroes? Uh, it is a hard question, and it is a hard subject, but it's one that has to be faced. Um, when I came back from Vietnam, I was one of the veterans that was spit on. I was called a baby burner. I went out that night, I got drunk, and I stayed drunk for eight years. I attempted suicide on four different occasions. Uh, everything that I had believed in in life was crushed and broken. And yet it was over 50 years later, on my second trip to Israel, first as a recipient, the second as a coach, when we landed at Ben-Gurion, I got this overwhelming sense of I'm home. And it was the first time in 52 years that I had literally felt like I was home. And Heroes to Heroes facilitated that. So what year did you first go over to do the program in Israel with Judy? 2018. Okay. And you, your wife writes this letter. She hears about Heroes to Heroes. She writes the, the, fills out the application. Judy gets it. And you go on this trip. And what was going through your head at the time? What was your expectation? Did you have any expectations? Um, I, I was just totally mind blown. I got a call on a Thursday afternoon from Harrison asking if I had a passport. And I said, for what? Because I had no idea that my wife had sent this application in. And he said, I'm from Heroes to Heroes, and we have an opening. We'd like you to come on a journey with us. And I was just, I was so taken back, because it was only three weeks later that we left. And getting to Israel, I had um, an expectation of an old-style Israel. What I found was the most marvelous blend of the old, the 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 historicity, the religiosity, but then on top of that, the newness of Israel and its its vibrancy, and it just overwhelmed me. And Judy, how many vets do you typically take in a group when you when you go to do this journey, this faith journey? Okay, we've revised our program, so we have uh, anywhere from ten to twenty. Uh, but each team has five five American members and one Israel Defense Forces soldier on them. So it's there are six veterans to a coach, and so they have it. It's now an eighteen month program. So eight months before they actually do the travel to Israel, they're working together as a team. So you know we're able to expand how many veterans go on each program we have a waiting list of over 750 veterans so our goal is to give people personal attention help them heal you know and keep the quality very very high but we do need to spend more at a time so now we have oh boy we have about 16 17 coaches right now who are working with teams of veterans and when they get to their eight-month mark in the program in teams of 20, and actually teams of six groups of 24, we're calling them squads, they're heading to Israel. 
and going through that spiritual journey, and they come back and continue to work on their spirituality for five months. And then we have a full community reintegration program for the last four months of of the Heroes to Heroes 18-month journey. So we've expanded the program because people needed more. We have research that is going to be published within the next month or so uh, that shows us that the time spent in Israel, those 10 days, is the most effective, effective support and has the strongest outcomes for relieving moral injury than any other program that is currently in place. So we've built around those 10 days in Israel to make that time and their time reintegrating into the community a lot more effective and the outcomes even stronger. Wow, that's awesome. So we have to take a quick break. Judy and Joe, if you can stick around, we're definitely not finished up with this conversation. Listeners, don't touch that dial. There's a lot more to come here on The Hustler Files. Employment, housing, identifying documents, addiction treatment, education, veteran services, and legal advocacy. They're all part of what we offer at the all-inclusive Support Services Center of the Hamden County Sheriff's Office. We provide services to justice-involved individuals as well as the general public with the goal of improving community safety and the quality of life across Western Massachusetts. Don't let life's challenges lock you up. Be a step ahead. For a hand up, stop by 736 State Street in Springfield or visit us at hcsdma.org. Hello, this is Patrick Kaling, the Sheriff of Hampshire County. If you're looking for a career helping people, the Hampshire Sheriff's Office is hiring in many of our departments. We take great pride in our commitment to returning the men in our care to their communities in better health than when they arrived. Your work will matter, not just to the clients we serve, but also to the people of Hampshire County who rely on us to protect public health and safety. If you're interested in making a difference, please visit the Mass Careers website for more information. Welcome back, everyone. This is Lisa Riley with The Hustler Files, and I am here today with Judy Isaacson-Elias, founder and CEO of the Heroes to Heroes Foundation, and one of her coaches and veteran, Joe Walters. So we're back to keep going on this really important conversation. I'm going to jump right in here with Joe that you started as a participant in the Heroes to Heroes Foundation program, but then you became a coach and also helped initiate the Spouses program. So let's first start with the coaching part. What does that entail for you? Well, for the coaches, they're part of the vetting uh, process for each of the team members. And as we contact these combat veterans that are suffering, uh, we have to ask a lot of probing questions. And our interviews can be an hour, hour and a half. And part of the way we do that is by uh, sharing what we went through. As you can imagine, uh, bringing things up like this over and over again, it's probably the most grueling part of the whole process. Judy, over to you. You depend on the coaches after they've vetted through these interviews to give you feedback. So that's how you decide which veterans go on these journeys? Okay, well, we've made some changes because we realized people like Joe were even getting burnt out as coaches before they met their team. So now we have an intake director, and he has a few people he works with, and they're actually vetting every single veteran. Um, We look for qualifications such as deployments, 
really whether it's moral injury, whether they are dealing with a moral injury, because the way the challenge that we have is moral injury is diagnosed as PTSD. It's not separated as moral injury, which is also a challenge for treatment. So we have to sift through all of the, the lingo and sometimes, you know, medical documents uh, to find out really what's going on and isolate the moral injury from everything else that's happening. So that's done on the intake level now. And uh, veterans are asked, as Joe said, very probing questions. It's a tough one. Because we, you know, we are trained in moral injury. That's what we work with. So we want to make sure that the people who are coming on the program are really dealing with something that we can deal with. Um, so there is a very strict vetting process. Um, they take a survey. They have two or three interviews. And we do look at their DD-214s, which, you know, is their discharge, their discharge papers from the military to make sure everything matches. Joe, this question's for you. How do you keep the Heroes to Heroes mission in the windshield and not in the rearview mirror when you're doing these interviews and chatting with these veterans? For me, it's simple. I've gone to too many funerals. The veteran I'm talking with, whoever it might be, is the central focus that I have. There's nothing else on the plate, and that's an interview. Interesting. Maybe you could share with us, Joe, what experience impacted you the most once you did the initial trip to Israel and then you went back as a coach? Has there been just one experience that you that has kept you with the foundation all these years? Or is it a continuing journey of impact that you keep finding with each of the different veterans? Well, that's it's real. That's a loaded question. It's actually both um, in Israel. Um, the baptism in the Jordan, um, the Western Wall. But I think the most impactful was uh, special in uniform, where young people with disabilities are incorporated in the military, even with disabilities. They could serve, so why can't I? That was the kind of thing that really touched me. So, let Judy, let's, let's keep that conversation going. We talked a little bit offline about faith-based journeys. And can you expand on that a little bit? Because this program, this journey through Heroes to Heroes is really all about faith, right? It's all about faith. Um, we have we have a suicide problem in the United States. We have a crisis. And it's not just with our veterans, but I, you know, our focus is on veterans because it is even greater with our veterans. The challenge we have here is we have a faith gap with therapy. About 30% of therapists are involved in their faith. About 70% of veterans are involved in their faith. And we could probably go across the population with that. Moral injury is about faith, connection, belonging. Uh, Often when we speak with, we ask our veterans, you know, what do you think God thinks of you? That's part of a survey they take for ongoing research. A large portion of our veterans will say something along the lines of, God wishes I were dead. God doesn't want me to be here. I've done bad things. I can't go back into church. I can't go back into my mosque. I can't go back into my synagogue. I'm not wanted there. This is really, really bad, what I've done. And there's no key 
to open that door of faith, connection, and that all leads to forgiveness. There's no path to atonement. And what Heroes to Heroes does is gives our veterans that path to atonement. It gives the key to open the door of faith. And when that faith comes back, forgiveness follows. And often when we land in Israel, the vet within 24 hours, I'll hear from people, you know what, if God didn't think I was a good person, if God didn't want me alive, he wouldn't have brought me to this place. And that's when we know the healing is going to start. That's where the healing begins. And then they start delving into the deeper stuff. If God can forgive me for X, I need to forgive myself. That's where we need to get them to be. And when you have so many veterans taking their lives each day, and traditional therapy isn't working, this has to be the answer. We've had 350 veterans go through the program. The veterans who have passed since they've gone through the program did not do it of their own volition. And, you know, I hate saying that out loud. It scares me. That's one of the only things that I can put the word hate in front of in my life. At the same time, faith is the key to so much, and we're ignoring it at our peril. And I know Joe, you know, has watched this happen so many times. And I love this conversation. It's such an important one and an impactful one that we don't have enough of. We're going to be getting close to having to close out the show. And I have a really important question for both of you. But before I do that, Joe, how much in a few sentences did your life change for the better getting your faith back after your initial trip to Israel? Oh, it, it was 100% different. Now, I used to think of suicide every day, and I mean every day, even for the last 45 years. But I frame things in a different way, and I can now look at it as an avenue to help others, because I've survived so can you. That's wonderful. What what a great message to send to people who may be listening and, and are struggling with suicide in any portion of their life. So my last question to both of you is something that I think is important because I'm a firm believer personally that we all have assignments in life and sometimes our assignments in life change and that's part of our life journey. So Joe, I'm going to start with you and you can give me a a one or two sentence answer. What do you think your assignment of life is currently or has been if you're still on that path? I think in the times we're in, to encourage one another in all different aspects of life, my neighbors, uh, folks on the teams, whoever it might be, to positively tell them that God's real, He's there for you, and you can go to Him, and He loves you. That's awesome. Thank you. And Judy, you've had an assignment since you were 16. Um, do you do you think that assignment changed over the years? What do you think your, or do you think your assignment of life is still exactly what you're doing? I think it's in many ways exactly what I'm doing. And it's also to expand the message. You know, it's the times we're in, you know, as I mentioned before, we're ignoring faith to our own peril. Our children are suffering. It's affecting everyone. Suicides are up. I mean, someone was a nine-year-old who committed suicide just last week. I mean, how does that even happen? So I think the message needs to come out. I think people need to start understanding 
faith family. I mean, that's faith family belonging. You've got to belong to something, and you've got to belong to something that's bigger than you, you know, and we have to get the message out, and I think that's why I've been, you know, in many ways put on this earth. Um, I'm going to continue and get a little louder, and that, and I just want to thank you for having me here today because you're helping both of us with our missions, which is to help people understand that the faith is so, so important. Well. I've known you a really long time, and I am always in awe of you and the work that you do. So, And lastly, before I let you and Joe go, how can people reach out to Heroes to Heroes to either help or to donate your amazing cause? Please go to our website, heroes2heroes.org, H-E-R-O-E-S-T-O-H-E-R-O-E-S.org. Please donate. Let us know. Send us a note if you'd like to volunteer. There are many, many volunteer opportunities. We can use your help. Heroes2Heroes.org, H-E-R-O-E-S-T-O-H-E-R-O-E-S.org. It costs us about $10,000 to put each veteran through just the initial part of the program. So we do need your help. Thank you. Well, I'm going to make sure that we get you back on the show at some point later this year and catch up. I'd like to maybe have a few of your other veterans join us and talk about their experience in Israel. And you could walk us through the actual journey in Israel. Cause I know you do the baptism and the wailing wall, but you go to many other faith based places. So we definitely want to share that down the road. Thank you again for coming on the show and we're going to take a short break. We'll be back to wrap up this week with the Hustler Files. So sit tight. More to come. Hello, this is Patrick Kaling, the Sheriff of Hampshire County. If you're looking for a career helping people, the Hampshire Sheriff's Office is hiring in many of our departments. We take great pride in our commitment to returning the men in our care to their communities in better health than when they arrived. Your work will matter, not just to the clients we serve, but also to the people of Hampshire County who rely on us to protect public health and safety. If you're interested in making a difference, please visit the Mass Careers website for more information. We are back. And as we like to close out each show with an empowering message that's relevant to our weekly guests, this week's message comes from Sean Wilmot, writer. Look at all the bridges you've crossed, everything you've done. There were times when you thought the world was ending and you still held on to see it through. And I know you don't give yourself credit for the little things, but there is strength in those things too. Try to remember that forever is only the sum of right nows. You will never have everything figured out. Life is allowed to look like a renaissance piece and a work in progress at exactly the same time. Don't wait until the day is perfect to look up and watch the sunrise. And that's a wrap. I am very grateful that I get to spend time with you each week to share important and impactful conversations, conversations we hope will activate change, provide resources, and help others find their warrior spirit. A huge weekly thank you to our producer, Leah, and of course, our guests and advertisers for their support. You can find this show and all of our shows on the WHMP.com podcast page and also available on your favorite podcast network. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, you can email me at lisa at whmp.com. Have a wonderful week ahead. And remember, don't be ashamed of your story. It will inspire others. See you next week right here on The Hustler Files. (laughs) 